This is Big Girl Pants Podcast, episode 29. Hi! Welcome to Big Girl Pants Podcast, where we're here to talk about women, health, power, and wealth. Hosted by April Melton and Kimberly Shapiro. We are real women with real jobs doing real life. We as women know what it feels like to try to be super mom, super fit, wrinkle-free, all the while climbing the corporate ladder. Sound Sound familiar? Then this show is for you. So stay tuned. Okay, we're on. How are you? I'm so great, and it's episode 29. Crazy. We have a fabulous guest here with us today. We're so excited to introduce you to. I know, I'm so excited. I know, I am too. Um, I actually didn't know you. Um, actually, go ahead and introduce her. So I, when I reference you, people know who we're talking about. <laughs> this, this girl that's like sitting this here. This lady that nobody us. can see yeah. that we claim is this, here, but yeah, really it's our all, invisible friend. Fabulous. You look I phenomenal. Mean, I fabulous. Wish, I really wish we were on YouTube for this episode because I'm like, man, well, she I just showed know. up. I didn't know. I didn't know. Sometimes people videotape them like I can't go in the I know, sweats, right? So. Well, that's our goal. We've been talking about it for, for a while. Like we have the month. cords that just came today and yeah. one of these days, I don't know. Maybe we'll let's stream to YouTube. But yeah, we have a camera and all that. We're ready. But um, Wendy McGowan Ellis. Yes. She is the co-founder and CEO of Lifestyle Frisco. Yes. Um, I would go through, go through like your top five. My top five what? Like yeah. things that you've done, like you're an author, oh. you're this, Oh, you're my. That. Okay. Well, yes. I love to do public speaking. Um, I love to talk about entrepreneurship and especially to children. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a speaking engagement last week that allowed me to be on a panel in front of a program that's uh, sponsored by the Frisco Chamber called Young Entrepreneurs Association. Yeah. And um, they are taking kids after school through an entire entrepreneurial startup process. Very so. Cool. I got to speak to that. That was awesome. Um, yes, I am ghostwriting a book for someone who is um, longtime famous in Frisco, Marsha Clark. She has a business called Marsha Clark and Associates, and she has been doing teaching training on women's empowerment and women, not just empowerment, but leadership, like yeah. real leadership skills. Mm-hmm. Her background, uh, Marsha's background is EDS. So she started as a secretary at EDS. Wow. And retired as chief human resources officer. Love like, stories like that. Me too. Totally. She is an amazing badass. Can we cuss on this? Of yeah. course. Hey, okay. Can we cuss on this? You can say whatever you like. <laughs> I mean, I say, I, I, I have a really bad mouth, but yeah. I like, I'm the one who says all the bad words. So as long as you're comfortable yeah, with it, I'm it's, cool. I actually cussed in front of her, like downstairs. <gasps> yes. So anyway, so I'm, I'm ghostwriting a book, um, with Marsha on her entire, uh, program that she's executed over the last 20 years called power of self. Yeah. And it's a nine month executive coaching program, um, and leadership training for women only. This and sounds was, like someone we need on here. Uh, yes. yes uh, you, you definitely ought to get Marsha on here. She's amazing and a mentor to so many many women that I know and I'm lucky to count her in my circle. Um, so that's two, um, three, we've already, we talked about this a little bit before we came on air, but, um, I have no kids, no 
plants, no pets. Um, it's just my husband and me. And <laughs> we're no kind plants. of... Another, I don't want to be responsible. I don't yeah. have to and keep I anything know, alive exactly. except Let myself. Me. That's right. That's right. I got, some, I got some faux plant action going on in my house a Girl, little bit. Girl, they look bit. so good year-round. I'm telling okay. you, why, why, I why to, bother? Yes. I went to Ikea last week to uh, buy a new computer desk, and right. I bought like a three-pack of those fake plants, and I just look at them and admire them. So I'm like, you're I know. Just so pretty all the so, time. No water. No so water. here's a tip. So here's two tips that ha- with faux plants because I took my mother to a fabulous event at Front Gate in Legacy Shop Legacy West. Yeah. Um, on flower arranging, and it was all with faux flowers. Ooh. So first of all, Love it. when you arrange them, especially if you have a cl- well, it, this only matters if you have a clear vase. But if you do it in a clear vase, yeah. add real water. Like, just do it. That way, it it totally freaks people out even more. And number two, (laughs) when you first get them, go to CVS or whatever, because I know no one who's listening to this probably has it in their bathroom, but get, like, Aquanet or some kind of the old school hairspray and coat those suckers with hairspray. Because they look shiny? No, it will keep them from getting dusty. It keeps oh, the, there's something in the yes. hairspray that keeps the dust because right, that's okay. the thing. Actually, that I think starts, we're done here. Yeah, you exactly. Just add we go? Value, like, <laughs> we just go to CBS right Thank now. Thank you so much, April. You want to plug us because we're done. Yeah, okay, yeah. bye. <laughs> there's your, t- know, there's your tip of the day. <laughs> my One of my friends, so like a pretty good friend of mine, she works for uh, Nebraska Furniture Mart for right. corporate, and she. Like she's that person who you she doesn't have any kids and she's not married, but you walk into her in a, her apartment and it's like a living like a greenhouse. Yeah, and I'm like, gorgeous. How you do that? How how you have how time to do that? that? Like, oh my yeah. god, I have one plant in my entire house yeah. and it looks like death. Yeah, yeah. we've had it's, it for many years. Right. I would have to create a spreadsheet, like when to pl- when yeah, to water certain things. Just like you, and like that literally sounds exactly like you it. have this checklist yes. with the magnet on yes. the refrigerator. Anyway, okay, so that's three. Um, four. I'll also talk about something personal. Both my husband Scott and I are only children, so oh. the fact that we don't have children, I mean, we're the, we're it. We're kind of so, so your parents are like, this is not fair. Well, right? the parents are kind of cool. <laughs> I mean right. about. It. I mean, they're kind of, you know, I think if we got a, a, a puppy or a dog or something, they'd, you know, treat it like grandbaby, but <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so that's four. And then um, five, um, something that most people don't know about me. I'll share that. Um, I, I'm a little bit uh, nuts with my decision making. So here's an example of that. Around this time, no, probably in more March and April of two years ago, my husband and I were in a house and around 4,000 square feet for the two of us. Okay. And I woke up one Sunday morning. We're having coffee in our wine room. We, we have a room in our house that we just dedicate to wine, and there's two nice big armchairs in there, and we tend to have coffee in Can there Can I come live morning. with you? Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> this, this dink life that she's um, describing right now, I'm just like, <laughs> So we're sitting there having coffee, and I just look at him, and I go, this is too much. This is ridiculous. You and I say we want to travel more. We want to be able to just pick up and go. But yeah. this, this, there's just too much. Yeah. And we need to downsize this deal. Yeah. There's some townhomes that are being built in Frisco at the canals at Grand Park. Yep. If y'all are familiar with that mm-hmm. area. And let's go look. Okay. We go and look on Sunday, on this Sunday. 
and we look at some that are for lease and some that are to buy, and I am trying my darndest to talk him into the one to buy, and he's like, Wendy, this is a big life shift for mm-hmm. us. Let's, Let's do the lease. First. Let's yeah. do the lease for 18 months. So... <laughs> At also during this time period, so this is about March, April, we go and do the looking and whatever. No, it's, it's towards the end of April. We already have on our calendar um, a dinner party on Saturday, June the 3rd to have, at that time, brand new mayor Jeff Cheney and his wife Dana over for dinner at our house. And okay. we've got a chef coming in to mm-hmm. our house to like make this amazing meal. And she's a student and this is chef. Like the 4,000 square foot yes, house. Yes, right. the 4,000 square foot so house. So we're really that we're still hosting. In. We're hosting, we're hosting. man. We, we've got real flowers right. like in the wine room. Like we have a wine room. <laughs> we, and we have a separate <laughs> wine room. We've, we've paid for an Uber to get Jeff and Dana to our house and to take them home so they can, you know, we, it's a six bottle night for right. the four of us. And it was totally a blast. Okay, so back to the townhome. In order for us to lease the townhome and qualify for this special, like a month off or whatever, we have to be in the townhome on June 22nd. Oh, my, oh gosh. my gosh. Do you remember my dinner party 19 days earlier on June 23rd? <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, yeah. So over the next 19 days, I we literally give away half of our house to charity. I pull out eight, I kid you not, Eight Pyrex pie dishes. I have never even made a pie in my <laughs> life. How do I have eight Pyrex pie Weddings, dishes? Uh, grandparents, that's right. Stuff. Grandparents, yes. his mom, my mom. You know all that kind of stuff. So, long story short, you we re- get moved. You recondoed your life. I totally did. Yes, we move into the townhome. We go from four thousand square feet to eighteen hundred square feet. Do you know how long we were happy there? How long? Three weeks. <gasps> Three weeks, and I'm looking at Scott and going, Scott Ellis, why the hell did you let us do this? <laughs> He's like, I just wanted to make you happy. He's like, oh, you know, I just buy it. No, thank goodness we didn't buy it. So come this past December, so two months ago, um, the lease was up, and here's the finality of this story. Not only did we move back into the same neighborhood – we bought the exact same floor plan. Oh my good! Lessons learned. Lessons learned. Lessons learned. And so, you're happy, and we're totally happy. I like love I'm it. never moving again. So there's personal <laughs> crazy on Wendy. Do we have? Do we have a wine room now? Still? Oh yeah. Oh, we, yeah. I mean, same we took plan. we took most of our furniture that we hadn't gotten rid of and like put it back in the exact same spots. Like it's hilarious. <laughs> It's, I, it's just hilarious. This sounds like I something I would do. I love it like, for this sure. This so sounds like me. Yeah. I make decisions very, very quickly. Yes. And when I make that decision, it's like full speed ahead. Yes. Right. Full speed ahead. Yes. But if I make the wrong decision, then it's like full speed ahead. Now full speed backwards and let's <laughs> <Yeah>. go. <laughs> I mean, well, you know, and I think, Kimberly, that's a huge life lesson that I learned very young Make the decision. Yes. You can always make the next decision. That's exactly and if right. it was the wrong decision, yes, you can then you pivot. Just, yes, exactly. You don't exactly. You, you never go back and say like what if. No. I never and I never Oh my have. gosh, what if no. we would have moved? We would have been no. so much happier. Whatever. Exactly. So at yep. least you learned. Exactly. And I and that's one thing that I don't understand people who sit there, what I call baked in a squat and just waffling on, oh my God, and what if this and what if that? No, just 
decide and then you can always make the next decision. Two of the most so funny, like the last few episodes we've been having, this is like the, the it's kind of a theme. The recur- it's recurring it's theme. kind of a theme. It's yeah. coming through in every episode. It is. It really it's is. Like just, and you know what's a challenge is two of my favorite people in my life are just like that. So my mother, hi mama, <laughs> and my husband, right? Awesome. The, the, they're exactly yeah. like that. Everything is a big decision. And for me, Nothing is a big That's decision. Right. It's just a That's decision. Right. right. So right. it's like you just decide if you're going to do it. And yeah. it takes me about that long to right. decide. Right. And then we just do it. It's like yep. when everybody asks us about this podcast, they're like, well, how often do you record? I'm like, every week. Yep. Every Saturday. And they're like, okay, but like, there's, and I'm like, yeah, every so Saturday. Many and they're decisions. like, oh my God. And I'm like, but we just do it. Like, we don't even think about it. Literally, all you have to do is just say, okay, well, Saturday mornings are dedicated to the gym and my podcast. That's right. You just make the decision. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. And would you mind if I gave y'all maybe a productivity hack on this podcast? Yes. So when I record the Lifestyle Profiles videos, which is a video series on our site where I interview someone who typically is a hidden gem in Frisco, or even if they're not, if a lot of people know them, maybe they don't know their whole story sure. and their background and all that kind of thing. But I, we film on the last Wednesday of every month. And I book and film five people yeah. back to back to back to back. So right. I'm only filming once a month yeah. and our camera crew can edit and do all of that. But we push them out. Yeah. They go live once a week. Yeah. So maybe something y'all wanna, might want to consider. That is actually something to consider. It is, especially with the, the upcoming sk- Just like... The fact that we're, you know, about to be on episode 30 and then just like trying to... Well, and we're to... booking so far in advance now. I think yeah. it would be easier if to we just dedicated... No, no. Oh, okay. Four? Four. Did, like, yeah. get a whole a month, month in on... You just have to think That's about right. the mental capacity that comes with talking for an hour to each person. Well, we've got different guests, thing. though. I mean, it's, it, re, it kind of like rejuvenates it, yeah, each time. True. Yeah. But I think it would be something to try... Kind of trial yeah. and error. We just do it, and if we see that it didn't work as well, yeah. then we don't do it. Hundred percent. But at least give it a whirl, because then we're not committed every single Saturday. You're not yeah. committed every single Saturday, and also here's the thing: there's there's a reason why I book five, and there's typically only four weeks in a month. Yeah. If people get sick, have to cancel mm. last minute, you're not stuck here. Like, or if what you if you have a squirrel in your wall? Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Because <laughs> we have to plan for that. Right. I mean, that's never happened. The, uh, the unexpected. We've never had to cancel because there was a squirrel in the wall. <laughs> never. <laughs> Not even one time. I don't know where that so, came from. <clears throat> so I'm super interested and curious about kind of like your story. Like, okay. I think it's awesome where you are now. That's yeah. all great. We can talk about what you're doing there. Yes. But I, but the, the theme of our podcast too yes. is like, Women empowerment and women who kind of just made the decision and then they kind of grew from there, right? Yes, like you yes. sit, you're sitting in front of me and obviously this isn't on YouTube yet, so people can't see you, but you're so fabulous. Yes. Oh and I can't stop, I can't stop looking at your ring. Like I'm oh, kind of obsessed you. with it. Oh thank my God. Like this is what happens when you don't have children. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. But yeah, like I want to no. know. Kind of like, you know, where you got your start. I want to touch sure. a little bit on ghostwriting and what that's like. I'm okay. super, super interested in about that because we've both read a book recently that had a ghostwriter and I'm like, how does that work? And yeah. what do you do? And all that. And then, you know, kind of like how you and you, I mean, you can even go into like how you and your husband met and how you guys have, have sure. grown and budded businesses together. Sure. I'm super interested about the whole thing. Okay. So and you can be as candid or as uncandid as you like. Yeah. I tend to word. be pretty yeah, candid. Good. So, um, so 
I'll start with literally growing up and because yeah, it, my, my foundation started there. So um, my mother was an only child also. So I am the daughter of an, of an only child mother and homecoming queen and the whole, you know, that. Mm. Um, it's like so, that Jennifer Aniston movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so my, my father spent his entire career at Texas Instruments, and my mother spent her entire career as an elementary school teacher. And towards the end of her career, she specialized in reading recovery, so ADD, dyslexia, that kind of stuff. Um, so my parents and my grandparents, all of them, jobs, career jobs, stay mm-hmm. at the same company, get employees. the gold watch, right. employees for life yeah. kind of thing. I, my first job that I gave myself, I started at 14. I started teaching private cheer lessons to to elementary school girls who were try, starting to try out because here in Texas, mm-hmm. it's fifth grade. You know, you that's the first year that you get to be a cheerleader for your football team. Right. And at 14, I said, those girls need training in order to do tryouts and do their cheer and do their little run-in and their tumbling and whatever, and then exit. And I started in January of, oh my God, I can't remember, how old was I? In, <laughs> in 83. Okay. So January of 83. Um, and I took on seven girls Um and, and it was easy to do because I was taking gymnastics through a gymnastics coach and she was, you know, she just, her hands were full with all of them. And so I took on seven girls and from January through April, when they tried out, I would have a lesson with them on Saturdays. So I would see all seven of them on Saturdays, 50 bucks an hour. Get it, girl. Yeah. In 1983, a little entrepreneur. Right then. Right then. And honestly, if I had my life to do over again, I would, that would have been my business. Like you see these Cheer USA and the whole big gyms now, like all of that. It's a huge enterprise. It's a huge enterprise. And that was not a deal in the 80s at all. No. So that was my first kind of foray into entrepreneurship. Look at you, groundbreaker, and didn't even know it. I know. Well, yeah. <laughs> You're like, I got you, a taste for, for the for, for the, the money. Coin. <laughs> yeah. So um, anyway, so fast forward into college. I got I have an economics degree from UT. Um, barely graduated. I had so much fun in college. So <laughs> I had too much fun in college. But at least you had fun, though. But at least I had yeah. fun, and I have a diploma. And you got a legitimate degree. And I got a legit degree. I didn't get, you know, basket-waving or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Advanced, I don't know, whatever. Anyway, um, but even before I graduated, so I graduated in 91, and I don't know if y'all remember, because y- y'all are younger than I am, the jar market was horrible. Yeah. Like, even if you had a 3.95 and you were trying to interview at that time Arthur Anderson or one of the big, mm-hmm. at that time, big eight accounting firms, yeah. you had to be stellar, stellar, stellar to get a job. No one was getting a job. Mm-hmm. So... um that was again the start of another business, and um, I started with my then fiance, not my husband today, my first husband. Right. Um, we started a marketing agency, and we ran that for about eight or nine years. And um, 
nine, to, actually nine to 10 years. Um, I'm trying to remember how long I was married to him. <laughs> so I was married to him for 11 and a half. So, um, anyway, ran that and, uh, eventually transitioned out of it and sold it. And because I thought that I needed to be a grown up and get a real job. Right. Oh. So because ran, that wasn't a real because right. that wasn't a real, real job. money that came from your business isn't a real job. Like no. I didn't have a four hundred one k, so therefore right. it wasn't a real job. Exactly because that's how we're conditioned and trained right. yes. that you need that's the four hundred one k. You've yes. got to have the insurance yes. package and the, the and if la, you don't la. have that, it's not a real. It's job. It's not a real thing. Right. Exactly. So I did that. I went into corporate America, and so I'm going to fast forward through those probably fifteen years. I'm going to ask you like, how awful was that for you? Because you know. Natural born entrepreneur. I, yeah, but I haven't. I did not know that. I'm, here's another disclosure. I did not recognize that until about two years ago. Okay, two and a half years ago, maybe. Um, I have always thought of myself as an excellent number two, mm-hmm. and then have always struggled to figure out why I couldn't fit in in these jobs. Why Why am I trying? Why am I always thinking like the owner? That's mm-hmm. the thing that you should recognize in yourself. If you're in a job and you always find yourself thinking like the owner, and, and it's horrible because even when Scott and I go out to dinner, the restaurant should be doing this and the owner should know about that. And this and th- and like oh there's gosh. that constant desire to improve the situation is such a thing. Yeah. So really, we are done now. Yeah. Like that's the, the next nugget. So, like now we know what to do with fake plants, faux plants. Yeah. And now we know how to recognize the entrepreneur within us. Within you, yes. Uh, if yeah. you're constantly th- thinking, if I own this place, I would do this, then you really are, you're, you're killing yourself. You're mm-hmm. killing and crushing your soul by being in corporate America because I cannot... I'm going to start sobbing right now. Ever <laughs> understand. Like my whole career is yeah. a joke. <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying that. Listen, know, we need people yeah. who, I mean, what, hell, not no, everybody that can be an entrepreneur. Though. I can't go to a restaurant without... Listen, this is what they should be doing. That's this right. is how they should like That's introduce right. so people or, or the, the, yeah. this is what the host should say. This is what right. they should not exactly. do. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Same yeah. thing with like my, my training. Like yeah. I started oh, like yeah, yeah. I started like buying like journals for my clients and even if they're not paying that much money, I'm like, okay, but I have to go above and beyond. Like if yeah. I the way I think about it is like if I had a trainer, how would I want my trainer to be? Mm-hmm. Yes. Like even if it, it had nothing to do with money. So I do the things that go above and beyond because yes. That's what I wanted. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, so, um, I finally, I, I somehow, well, I figured out the way to advance across these jobs that I had. So I rose from manager to senior manager, to director, to vice president. And here's another tip, ladies. The best way to get an advancement is to go to another company because every single time I mm-hmm. I never got promoted. That's within my career. A job that is my career trajectory. Yes. If you go back and look, yeah. I've had a lot of moves, but they all made sense. They were yeah. all most of them yeah. were strategic to yes. get me to the next level right. or more money or more right. responsibility or whatever. Right, because typically. Corporate America expects us as women to be happy and mm-hmm. sit in that role and content for, fi- and content for mm-hmm. five plus years. Sorry, people. Today, 
No. People are changing jobs every 18 months to two years. And there is yes. a reason for it. That's right. Yeah. That's right. It's not just the millennial mentality. It's like wanting more. They're dr- yeah. they're, they're looking for more. Yes. And you're looking to be challenged. Yes. You're looking to, you know, figure out something new. Do you know what? I think that's been my biggest struggle over the course of my career is I get in a situation, um, a new role, let's yep. say, and I figure that role out mm-hmm. and I get bored. Yep. I get bored so fast. And then I'm like, okay, what now? I'm like, if you can't give it to me here, I'm going to have to go get it somewhere else because I get so bored so fast. Yep. Yep. I'm not proud of that, but it is what it is. No, that's another entrepreneurial trait is, you know, the shiny object and wanting to improve and wanting to get better. And, and how can we do this bigger, better, faster, right. leaner, meaner, you know, all of it. So I have a question for you. Yes. You mentioned earlier, and I don't know if this was before we started recording for those of you um, out there. I'm not sure. So I'll just say again, um, you six years you've had this company. Yes. And you just said... Two years ago, you recognized the entrepreneur within yes. you, like the natural entrepreneur. Yes. So you had been in this role of this new company for four years before you yeah. really recognized that this is my true self. This yes. is where I belong. Yes. So so to, to transition from what I was saying about all my jobs and whatever. So yeah. I left my last job in April of 2013, and I was emotionally exhausted from all of those jobs. And I literally laid on the couch. I constantly streamed Netflix. I went to yoga. I got my nails done. I got my hair done. But that was it. That was my life. Like I I would cook at home. Scott and I would go out to dinner. But I just shut down for about two months Mm. from all of that. And we had started, now notice, um, I retired, no, April 2014, I'm sorry, because we had been doing Lifestyle Frisco, which we started in um, June of 2013. We had been doing that for almost a year Mm. while I was working. So, um, but at that time, when I left corporate America, we had started attracting some writers. I want to say at that time, we probably had about four. And uh, I had to position myself and move myself into an editor-in-chief role. And so we maintained about four, five, six writers, got up to seven writers through 2015, 2016. I was still functioning as editor-in-chief. All we were doing, and this is another key for entrepreneurs, all Scott and I were doing was building content and staying consistent and building an audience Yeah, because... If you're a media company, that's what you're selling is your audience. Mm-hmm. And so we knew we had to build this organically. We have never bought Facebook fans or bought Instagram followers or bought it. We've never done that. We want our people to want our content. Yeah. And so that authenticity, it was four and a half years before I even started trying to sell something. Mm, okay. And here was another lesson. I didn't think I was a salesperson. Evidently, everybody in my world thinks that I'm a natural salesperson, but I had no idea of that. <laughs> I, like I thought, I, there's no way. Yeah. I can't do it. But the, the, the reason or, or the way that I learned that I am is we hired someone else and I was training her. And so she would shadow me on sales pitches and then she would go and do some on her own and I would keep doing the ones on my own. And I just started tracking. It's like, wow, come all of the people that I talk to get closed and mm-hmm. all the people that 
she talks to you don't and um or some of them did but the the percentage was just way off it was way skewed and so I am and have been 100% comfortable being in the sales role for about eight or nine months now like I really have my groove on with that and telling our story don't you think that that has something to do that has almost everything to do with the fact that you're so passionate and you're so knowledgeable about what you're selling yes I was gonna say that to you it's like you know that's what makes any salesperson any good salesperson good is their ability to be passionate about their product whatever it is yes so because we haven't said it yet for those of you who are listening lifestyle frisco is lifestylefrisco.com we are a digital only lifestyle multimedia platform about who to know, where to go, and what to do in Frisco, Texas. So we are telling the story of Frisco and connecting um, the facts of Frisco, if you will, to the feelings for Frisco um, through really in entertaining, informative, and educational type of storytelling. That's right. what we're selling is stories. There are no banner ads on our site. That is not the way we do business. We are selling either written content or audio podcast interviews, like I've got those up for sponsorship, um, or video shows. And I love launching new video series. Um, we're about to launch two others here pretty soon. So that is what we are selling and what I'm delivering for a typically a small business customer. Scott and I have a huge passion for the small business owner, mm-hmm. the mom and pop bakery or tea room or whatever that's going up in Frisco. Yeah. And because we're digital only and we don't have the costs associated with print, we are a fraction of the price of print. Yeah. So not only are we not limited by time, because once it's on the internet, it's on the internet forever. We're also not limited by space. So the physical space of a printed page or right. a book. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't go in your recycle bin. We don't go in your recycle bin. Right. Um, so, um, you know, we're, we're finding a lot of success and a lot of recognition and resonance with our business clients, recognizing that to go digital is pretty much the only way that you can, you can track your marketing ROI. Like I can give you facts on how long somebody was on your article, what, you know, how, you know, the time on site, um, how many people looked at it and what device they looked at it from, you know, all of that. So our audience is about 70, 70% live in Frisco proper. The next 15% of our audience lives in the immediate surrounding community. So Plano, Little Little Elm. And let me speak to that because we have a lot of listeners that are not local. So um, let me just say Frisco is a suburb of the Dallas-Fort Worth metroplex. And if you're not in the country, that is a city in Texas. Yep. So we actually have some listeners that are like overseas and that kind of thing. So yeah, just so there's a reference there. That totally jives into our final 15% is looking at us from across the United States and Uh, around the world also. Um, It's surprising to me, but I think, you know, there's a lot of investment in Frisco, Texas Mm -hmm. um, from Dubai and from the EU and from, you know, all other parts of the world. And so when um, when people see something in the Financial Times in London, let's say, right. they're looking, oh, where's Frisco? You yeah. know, what's going on there? And we are now, as 
local people know, the home of the Dallas Cowboys. They've mm-hmm. moved their corporate headquarters and built a beautiful entire campus really cool area. called The Star yeah. in Frisco. And it's a huge Omni Hotel facility and um, shopping and dining and it, it, just all kinds of great things going on at The Star. So, um, But Scott and I, when we started Lifestyle Frisco in 2013, we saw this coming. Mm-hmm. Like we knew who was on city council. We could see who the players were and we knew that to start something that was lifestyle media content to tell these stories about what's going on in Frisco our timing really was spot on I mean I've I feel we feel really blessed to be a part of this of this growth trajectory that's happening. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm, you could even be a little bit instrumental in... In shaping it. Yes. We, we kind of are. Yeah. I mean, I, we're getting there. I mean, again, we're media, so I'm really, really cognizant of the fact that we need to be the mirror holding itself up to Frisco, not a megaphone, right. not like dictating. Right. So I, you know, we, um, also full disclosure. So when we had <laughs> mayor Jeff and, and Dana Cheney over for dinner, yeah. that whole dinner conversation was around merging a site that they used to own called Frisco online.com yeah. into yeah. lifestyle Frisco. So that was the point of that dinner okay. to kick that off, to have that conversation and then, you know, seal the deal over wine. Um, on, um, six, six on merging, on merging, <laughs> yes, exactly, on merging the two companies together. So with that, um, Dana and Jeff are minority equity partners in Lifestyle okay. Frisco as well. Awesome. And then our third minority partner is um, go, a company called Go Local Group. Mm-hmm. Gabe, Harris, Gabe Harris and Brandon Frakes are the two um, owning partners of that, and they are our video production team. So mm-hmm. they are our video production partners. Awesome. Um, so that's our story. I mean, that's kind of... We're now a team of 22 people, um, you know, the majority of those writers, but um, I've got an editor-in-chief who's practically full-time, and as I said, I'm the tip of the spear on sales, but then I have a client services director who's who manages our accounts across the year that they're in business with us. Um, so yeah, I mean, we're, we're it's blowing really and going. Impressive. <laughs> so impressive. For sure. I love it. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah. We're, it seems like you're really passionate about it too. Oh, like yeah. You are in love with this business. I love it. Uh, yes. Um, we, well, I told Scott, when he was trying to talk me into it to starting it. And the reason why he had to talk me into it was, he and I met, and this is how I'll segue into that. He and I met through a startup magazine down in Dallas. So I worked on a magazine called Red. Hi, all you Red people out there. <laughs> um, it was R-E colon D. It stood for regarding R-E, regarding Dallas. And our target audience, it was a print publication. Um, our target audience was an audience that we lovingly called the $30,000 millionaire. So these are the 30-something <laughs> single people who, who are drive driving BMWs. BMWs and Mercedes, but there are five of them in, piled into a two-bedroom apartment. They get <laughs> bottle service at the candle room every Saturday night. But, you know, they're living large, but they really aren't. I don't know 
they're anybody large. Like that. They just I can't believe anybody. that you had a whole magazine like dedicated to, to that. Them. that. Oh is yeah, so insane. That's yes. Hilarious. So it was that's it everybody was, on McKinney Avenue. Friday exactly. And Saturday night. Well, that Every was our core person. That was our core audience <laughs> down there. You know, Lakewood, Uptown, Deep Ellum, Oaklawn, that whole thing. Thirty <laughs> something singles, and at that time. Let's see. I was working on that magazine from 2005 to 2006 was kind of our time. At that time, there was no concept for especially smaller business owners and definitely corporate, large corporate um, brands. There was no concept of hyper local marketing. Yeah. So this was my first foray into the concept of, okay, yeah, you're a boutique here in the West Village. Why are you trying to market on a billboard yeah. on the tollway, right. you know, outside, like north of LBJ? That's that not makes, even your demographic. It's not even yeah. your demographic. And it's, and certainly nobody's looking at that up there. You need to be talking to those people in those condominiums right across the street. Right. So here we are as this magazine distributing to those local neighborhoods. And that was, I mean, our, our um, distribution circle was tiny. Yeah. And so we had a hard time selling advertising because we were ahead of our time with that mm, concept. Yeah. Like Audi, we're like, why do I want to talk to the 15,000 people right in that core? Because, because they're the ones they're, buying your car. That's yes, right. They're the ones That's buying. right. Yeah. That's they're right. the ones who are so concerned about driving down McKinney Avenue, looking good looking cool. in front of their friends That's at the right. club, at the, what is it, the Liar's Den or oh, yeah, the, the Den the or den. whatever. Yeah. I, I don't even know anything Ugh. anymore. More, but so this, glad I'm out of that life. I know. So <laughs> I so that's never in it. It's okay. Her. You didn't miss much. <laughs> you missed it. Yeah. Never had that. So so yes. Yeah, so I was divorced at 33, and so I spent my the rest of my 30s down in Uptown. So that's and that's where I met my husband Scott. Um, he actually took photographs um, for the magazine. So that's how he and I met. Oh my gosh, um, so cute. Yeah, so um, so yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of the how the whole idea, but long story short, the whole idea and concept of Red um, eventually had to fold because we spent close to six figures of somebody else's money. I have no idea where any of that happened. And so it had to stop. Yeah. Um, but Scott, we both had a lot of fun with that business, um, such that it was. And so when we decided to get married, we knew we wanted to move to Frisco. And um, so that was kind of the, the the impetus to start something that was purely digital. Because mm -hmm. at that time, um, there was only Frisco Style Magazine. Yep. They've been around since the mid-90s, and they're doing a great job. I was going to say, yeah, forever. Yeah. And from yeah. an overhead perspective... Oh my, oh yeah. Oh my goodness, your yeah. costs are so we have, much lower. They're so much lower. I mean, we've, Scott and I together have put in about six figures into Lifestyle Frisco over the years for tech and upgrades yeah. and, you know, paying our writers and all of that kind of thing. Um, but we are self funded. And I've had people ask me, you know, why aren't you going after venture capital money in order right, to expand right. and whatever. And yeah. I said, I don't want to be owned by anybody because I don't want to spend my time creating PowerPoint decks for people who don't understand what I'm doing. Yeah. Right? Like the key to hyper local, in my opinion, 
is truly to be hyper-local, to live. Like every single person on our team lives in Frisco. They go to carpool. They go Mm -hmm. to the grocery store. They go to church. They they know this community. They hear the gossip and the buzz, and they find out about things. That's actually actually how I found out about your writer, because she wrote a piece about a workout class in Frisco. And I was like, wow, that's so cool. Like I would look like... Uh, now I really want to check out that. And that that's like what started the conversation. Yeah. Because I mean, I, I used to live right off of, um, 423 and 720 in those mm-hmm. apartments over there. Mm-hmm. So I was like in Frisco and reading this article, I'm like, Oh, I'm intrigued automatically. Yeah. Like I already, I already want to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most companies. And I went to an industry association conference on local media and, it I was the unicorn in the room. It shocked me. All of these people lived in Chicago and were trying to write for the burbs. The for a burb, it's not not, not even a Chicago burb, yeah. like across the freaking country, like Mesa, Arizona, How does that or whatever. Exactly, yeah. it, doesn't. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. What happens is they end up having to fish online for other stories that are not groundbreaking mm-hmm. or or whatever because they don't have people who live there they're who looking know for the second third hand stories yes. and then recreating them yeah yeah and their model is banners like every mm. single person at this conference looked at me and went there's not a banner on your site and i'm like nope there's not well then how don't... are you making money see this article that you just read somebody paid for that yeah right? and you're looking at it and reading it and it seems like a story like it you don't know you're being sold to that's right. something that we've we've really gotten good with our writers of telling stories that people care about yep. and I'll give you an example one of our clients is uh, Jungle Joe's they are a cafe where kids can play so it's an indoor playscape and it's got internet and all that kind of stuff so where mom's place yeah exactly it's <laughs> at um oh god now Hillcrest okay. and Stonebrook Parkway okay yes Thank you. Angela, I got it right. Um, So Angela Holt is the owner, and she's fantastic. And um, so a part, one of the items that that is in our media kit is something we call a sponsored content series. So it's a series of three articles that we go deeper into the brand story over the year that they do business with us. So the final story was getting worked on and needed to be written. And um, Emily, the writer assigned to the Jungle Joe's account, came to me and said, you know, just nothing's feeling right. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just feeling too forced. I've already talked about how awesome the, the gyms are and how sturdy they are. And, you know, you can have birthday parties parties here and events or whatever. Yeah. I, this last article is really getting to me. And we sat down and brainstormed and the the logo for Jungle Joe's is a little monkey, Monkey Joe. Okay. And I said, "Emily, why don't you write an article from the perspective of the monkey?" <laughs> and she said, "That's brilliant. I'm going to run with that." And she, she so she did. She ended up writing the whole article on Jungle Joe's about what happens when the last employee turns off the lights at night and Jungle Joe, little Joe, comes out to play. <laughs> so first he plays and he talks about, you know, the 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 um 
the pieces that he plays on, the ropes and then the monkey bars and the this and the 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 balls and whatever. He, and then he gets tired, not tired, he gets hungry. <gasps> so he goes back in the kitchen and he make, you know, he th- we talk about the food and all the snacks and all the stuff that that Monkey Joe does. And then he gets tired and you know it's time for a nap and this is where he kind of can lay down and whatever. I mean, it but Emily is such an awesome writer. She wrote it. It almost read like a bedtime story. Exactly. Oh, that's great. And there's nothing in this article about come to Jungle Joe's. You need to drop off your kids. Right. We're having 20% off. You need to get here now. Now, now, now. Come, right. come, come. You know, that that thing. Right. We don't do that thing. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're pulling you in. We're creating content to pull you into these businesses. So they're reading yes. that. The reader is reading that like, oh my gosh, we have to take our kids here. That's Dude, right. Uh, first of all, I'm already sold. Yeah, yeah, I might yeah. be going today. Yeah. That, <laughs> or yeah. tomorrow. I love it. So your client is the business owner. Yes. They pay you to write the stories Yes. To target, okay. Yes, so, to target the, like, the right audience. And right. that's the other yeah, thing yeah. that we do. We are not mass media. I These stories about Jungle Joes, yes, they move my heart, but I don't have children, so it doesn't really affect me. But for those who do, and, you know, Angela does all kind of awesome things. Like during the Christmas holidays, you can drop your kids off. Like you don't have to stay. You can drop them off and go do your Christmas shopping in peace and come back. And Jungle pick Joe's, them up. is that what it's called? Yes. Jungle Joe's, y'all. Yeah, every yeah. Jungle Joe's. Yeah. I'm like, what is this place? And that th- she does date nights. Like you can drop them off on Friday night. You and your husband go have a nice date, come back and pick them up. She does um, during football season. It's dad's afternoons on Sunday. Dad can come in, bring the kids. She's got tons of big screen TVs. Dad can watch the football game. Kids playing on the deal. I this mean, episode is sponsored by Jungle Joe's. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Okay, but no, no, but that's so. but that's amazing because for me, like, I all literally this is. I, I don't know how I didn't know about this place, but this is exactly what I've been looking for yeah. for like months, yeah. months since I've moved to, since my daughter has been old enough. She's four, so yeah. since she's been old enough to like play, because yeah. I mean Chick Fil A is great, but honestly, it's like their play places are getting smaller yes. and smaller, yeah. yes. and they just run out of options. Yeah. So having a place like that where they have Wi Fi, they have yes. food, I can take my kid. We could spend yes. an hour, two hours. She can get exhausted, and yes. it could be about her. Like this is a reward or something, yeah. or or if I need to go shopping, or if I need to go yo- mm-hmm. to go to yoga, and they don't have childcare, I can go to right her there. Yeah. Yes. You know what I mean? Like yes. that's that's magic and I had no idea. Yeah. So how do we find it? What what can you tell us again? Jungle Joe's? No. Oh, you're no. you're ma- you're, you're- I don't want to say magazine. It's not a magazine. Exactly. And that's the other thing. We, we, every person on our team, when they hear the word magazine, we like cringe. I know. I knew, I knew that twitch. without you actually telling me that. I'm like, oh, wait, 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 wait. It's not a magazine. Because when you say magazine, to me, a magazine is, is articles not, and ads. It's, well, it's, to me, a magazine is architectural <laughs> digest or mm-hmm. Vogue. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to hold this thing that has right. weight and I'm going to, I'm going to touch the paper and I'm going to have an experience with a magazine. Mm-hmm. We, I, I just call us a digital media platform. I mean, okay. we're we're multimedia, digital multimedia. Is there an app or is it no? Okay. So we are considering that, but only for sp- specific things. Um, I used to be head of marketing. One of my jobs okay. was head of marketing for Bottle Rocket, which is the premier what? app so cool. development company here so you know in Julian Dallas. Placino? Oh yeah. 
Yeah, I've met him. Now, he came after me. I was employee number 25, but Calvin Carter is a huge mentor to me. I've known him since the red days. He was our probably one paying advertiser of Red Magazine. Thank you, Calvin. Love you. That's so Um, cool. So Calvin is, he is a... um, He's the best boss I've ever had. That's yeah. awesome. Um, we need to connect you with Julian. You two need to like know each other. Yeah, we we. I don't know know him. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. see him um, when Calvin speaks at some conferences and yeah. whatever. I you know I've met Julian a couple of times and he seems he has to be fabulous or he he wouldn't be on Calvin's team. But um, so yes, that experience taught me a lot about apps and. Um, the fact that people are not downloading and like, think of the last time you downloaded a new app to your phone. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been, unless I was like forced or it was something that just really caught my eye or Mm. something that you were at a conference and they said, Hey, we're using this app for this thing. Every, every, every it conference I go to. Yeah. So So that is, why is that shifting? I, I think people just, the stats say that people typically look at six apps on their phone every single day Uh and the rest are just like way down here. And I know that's, that's the case for me. And so therefore new app adoption and new app download, you've got to have a massive marketing budget behind that. I think we would be successful with it in Frisco, but, but then you have to think about too, like, so, okay. The beauty about what you guys do, and this is kind of how I know is when I go on LinkedIn every single day, yeah, and especially any salesperson mm-hmm. that's on yep. LinkedIn all day all long, time, all day long, yep, um, that's where I see your content. Yes. So like it's already you're already publishing to platforms that are already established. So yes. as opposed to using your app, uh, because yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. to use your app, this this is the same struggle that we like you see with like regular phones or whatever. Is just I have to go to that. App, yes. Right. I have yes. multiple apps on my phone that I don't open yes. unless there's like an alert or whatever. So if I'm on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and you guys are already there, and I follow you're you, you're getting or the I'm subscribe, content. Then yeah. I already get that. I get to see it. Yeah. I see you most on LinkedIn. Yeah. What's the website though? Um, Lifestylefrisco.com. Okay. So no hyphen, all run together, lifestylefrisco.com. Okay. And um, we may build an app. Scott's thinking about that. So he's the tech side of this deal. He's the the COO and CTO of of the company. Um, And, but only in a limited format. So our app would be much more targeted around geofencing. So if you're driving on a certain neck of the woods of Frisco, then things, and you were looking for a place to take your kids, you know, Jungle Joe's would pop up if you were relatively nearby. So we haven't thought that through yet. And honestly, the expense of building an app to build a good one is quite high. Um, so we've just stayed lean and mean. Yeah, makes yeah. sense. And, so and far. like she said, if you're being, you know, you're on social media, people yeah. are finding you that way. Oh yeah, that's and the this beauty is a fabulous of it too. Website, and you guys way. are like, you know, it's you guys are like the. Um, I don't want to say the comedic relief, but the entertainment relief of yes. LinkedIn, right? So like yes. when I go and I watch your content, I'm watching it because it's enjoyment, it's fun, yeah. it's positive, it's exposing me to things that I haven't seen or like, you know, new things about the community or new people that you're talking to or whatever, as opposed to like, you know, when I'm on LinkedIn and I'm, cause I'm in a IT staffing, mm-hmm. so that's what I do. So then I'm, I'm always looking for things that are like technology based or right. work based or clients that I'm looking out for. So when yep. I see your content, I'm like, oh, cool. 
cool. Show me video. Like I get to watch. I get to watch something fun and exciting. And well, like, we were on local to the, too. Yes, yeah. exactly. We were on to the video on LinkedIn um, when we caught the word. I think through Mashable or whatever. I, I saw Scott gra- grabbed an email or saw something where they announced that they were going to be hosting video on it, and we immediately jumped on that and started pushing all of our profiles videos for sure, but then also all of our content. So we now use LinkedIn as much as we use Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Those are kind of our four main platforms. All of our videos go to YouTube, um, obviously, and we've got a YouTube channel there, but LinkedIn is the sleeper. I mean, Mm -hmm. and they're about to start, I read this announcement this week with the live Mm -hmm. streaming video stuff. So that'll be amazing as well. Um, I don't think people think about LinkedIn as nearly as much as they should. They really don't. Yeah. So I think that will be a very different story a year from now. Yeah. Yeah. More yeah. and more people are using it yeah. as a platform. Yeah. 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 Which is awesome, especially anything like, you know, like this, like mm-hmm. when yeah. we have conversations or whatever, because a lot of people like to compartmentalize social media, right? Right. right. Instagram is for pictures. Facebook is for blah, blah, blah. Twitter is for words. Like LinkedIn is for work. Like yeah. very professional yes. or whatever, yes. which is yes. great. But guess what? Like we're all humans. We're all people. We all have like these multifaceted personalities. We all have yeah. our professional person, but we are also people. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I do hope LinkedIn stays somewhat professional. Right. But I think though. just I, yeah. bringing a it little bit to. of the personal touches into LinkedIn because it can't always be all business. That's what, that's like mm-hmm. I was saying about the content that you guys make yeah. is like, it's still professional because these are your clients, yeah. but it's also kind of like a personal side of it. It is. I mean, because we're a media company and we're lifestyle media, that's just the nature of the content lifestyle. you're yeah, going to get from word. us. Yeah. That's, you know, right. that's what you're going to get from us um, on that channel. And yes, I believe it's appropriate because especially when the story is about one of our business clients, I can tag mm-hmm. or our tech team can tag the owner, right. tag the business name if yeah. they've got a LinkedIn page. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and I think about all the businesses too, and I don't know if these are your clients or not, but I'm just going to throw out some names and you can say yay or nay or no comment, whatever. But I think about like the companies that are coming to Frisco that are like the fifth street patio and yes. the summer moon coffee and the places like that, that are so unique, like Randy's Steakhouse. Yes. Right? It's not a, it's not a chain. It's not a corporation. That's right. It's these companies that are so good. These businesses. Are yes. So, summer moon. Are you kidding? I know. <laughs> I know. Is phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. And like. Fifth Street, so cute. So cute. Right off Main Street. Like, yep. you, you know what I mean? It's yep. like old school. Because I moved to Frisco in uh, 2005. Yes. My parents, we moved from Duncanville. And, it, it, like, the growth and yeah. the changes that's been happening, which is awesome, right? Because yeah. Frisco's making lots of money, bringing all these businesses here. Yep. But then you have, like, those small those small businesses yes. too that you want to support and that yes. are so good. Yes. And and that's another thing that's a brand tenant for us is we're telling we're trying to tell the stories of the unique. Mm-hmm. Like there's no articles about Costco on my side. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or right. or Walmart. And right. and there you know, never will right. be. And there won't be because I we did I went to um a ribbon cutting for, I'm not going to say what brand, but a large big box store brand and posted some pictures just to Facebook that, Hey, I'm at this ribbon cutting, whatever the comments. Like as in, why are you there? As in why in the 
heck are you there? And and, 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 you know, we want... We, so there is a... There's an expectation for your brand. Wow. That, uh-huh. that they know that who we are. We're yeah. telling the story of the small business owner and the things that are unique and the things that make Frisco a, a compelling place to live, work, and play. Mm-hmm. And, you know... So yeah, that's one of our, that's a big thing for us is we're not going to talk about the ch- next Chick-fil-A that's going up. <laughs> I mean, yay Chick-fil-A, but yeah, and everybody right. loves it. Clearly there's always a line around it twice. And but, they're just the most courteous. And they're amazing. <laughs> that company is actually really awesome. Yeah. Um, phenomenal you know, model. Yeah. 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 So, but yeah, so, um, do, what else do we want to talk about? Well, I actually wanted to talk a little bit about just not necessarily your business, but you. Okay. So yeah. like the, the entrepreneur. Oh, like, yeah, I want to go into you. Yeah, I do. I just you. because here's the thing. I think there's a lot of women. There's a lot of people mm-hmm. who listen to this and other podcasts. They're like they are searching, right? They're trying yeah. to figure out where do I fit? Where do I plug in? Maybe they are that they're working for that corporate, you know, job, but they know that's not where they belong. Right. There's more. Yes. So speak to that person. Is there any words of encouragement or inspiration or anything that you could add? Just say, just do it. Um, rather than, well, and just do it, but also read. A lot. Mm, thank you. For I have. That. I, I. You know. I am so blessed there that my parents instilled a passion for reading in mm-hmm. me. There's a picture of me. I. I'm probably like still a wobble head. You know, <laughs> like a, a couple of months old, sitting on my father's lap, and he's reading a National Geographic. And I'm just like drooling on it and looking at the pictures or whatever, but he's reading it to me and my parents read to me and, Mm -hmm. um, books were a part of my childhood. And I am so thankful for that. Um, if you're struggling with trying to figure out what, where you need to be and you know, you're not happy, start reading books about, about not just leadership, but about yourself. Mm -hmm. Like if you're thinking you want to go down an entrepreneurial path, the number one book, I'll I'll recommend two books that I've, um, that have three, sorry, three books that have really, really impacted me. Write this down. Number one is the E-Myth by Michael Gerber. Oh my gosh. It's an oldie. So good. But so accurate. And so quick too. So it's not something that takes a lot of time. You can get through it in a few days. Yeah. But if you know you want to be an entrepreneur, that's read that one now. Um, if you're trying to figure out what you want to do, um, oh my God, I just lost the name of the book. Fo- full focus. Fo- uh, fo- yeah, that one I don't know. No. Okay, I'm going to have to come back and okay. edit. I'll, we'll have to figure out what that book well, is. Well, worst case, if anybody's waiting for that book and she doesn't figure it out before it's we're done. It's gray we'll... and it's got yellow letters <laughs> well, on we'll the front. Like it. I'm looking at it in my head. Okay. We'll so post I'll, it. Okay. Yeah. In the show notes, look for this third book because it's all around um, you. And, and I would recommend you reading that first because it's all about you and being high performance, something to do with high performance, high performing, high performance. It's got high performance in the title. We'll figure it out. Um, amazing, amazing book. But the third one I'm going to recommend if you are thinking about starting a business 
is Simon Sinek's Start With Why. Yeah, that's and a good one too. And if you've seen his YouTube He's amazing. stuff. Well, and that's the thing. I would tell is everybody married, out there. The way? I know. He's kind of cute. But, <laughs> yeah. but, no, but more, even, even when he talks about like personal things too, like the way that he talks about relationships, yeah. not just business, which I think is so important because so many people think, and I, I'll say, is that it? Yes. Yeah. Yes, say it. High Performance Habits by Brandon Bouchard. Bouchard. Yes. I actually own yes. this book, but I have not ever read it. Oh, yeah. You um, won't be able to sleep. Okay. It is really? so good. And I read like six Do books a week. Do you have all these written down? Uh, n- not yet. But I, so the Simon Sinek, you were talking about his, this is his first, I, I believe it's the first one he ever pumped out there. And I would say to everybody, go watch that first. First. first video. Then yeah. go get the book because that yeah. video, it's not, I mean, it's like maybe 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But have you watched it before? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. He, just watch it. I mean, I've seen a bunch he's, of his stuff, good. but I don't know that I've particularly seen that one. But yeah, the way he talks about everything, and that's how I think about it, like the people who are the best at what they do, it's all centered about their why. Oh, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And it's kind of like, it's it really is like cyclical. Like if you start with your why and you really let your passion like seep through in your mission, mm-hmm. in your goal or whatever, then the money will come. Yeah. The money will come after that. So the, um, if you don't mind, can I'm actually buying quick? these books right now. Okay. <laughs> well then April yeah. on your phone, yeah. will you go to lifestylefrisco.com slash why? Okay, so I read this book, the Simon Sinek Start with Why, and it moved me so much that I I typically I shared a few quotes. Um, I try to do a thought for the day Friday on Slack to yeah. our entire team, just as a hey guys, here's a here's a leadership quote or some kind of quote that's you know, and here's how it applies to you as the team this week and how much we accomplished and whatever and whatnot. So. Um, this moved, I, at first I did a, a random a thought for the day Friday using some quotes out of Simon Sinek's Why or Start With Why book. And then it just, it kind of hit me. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think it was somebody on my team that came back and said, we need to figure out how to incorporate this for our company. And so that turned into As five in minutes our, our later, or our values we and, need okay. to make a why page. So oh, if you go to lifestylefrisco.com slash why, that is our company's mantra. It is our stake it. in the ground. And I, everybody links to has a link to it in their email signature. Like it's that important. So if you don't mind, I would like to read it to please the audience do. in case you're that. in the car and you can't do. Please do not yeah. pull up a web browser on your phone <laughs> if you're driving. I mean, I can't control you, but like, please don't. Yes, exactly. So here it goes. Instead of focusing on how much you can accomplish, focus on how much you can absolutely love what you're doing. Leo Babatoa. Mm -hmm. It starts with clarity of purpose. Here's who we are. We believe in serving our community by telling stories that connect the facts of Frisco to the feelings for Frisco. We believe in the power of digital. We know that digital is the great equalizer where everyone can have a voice and the answers you seek are always at your fingertips. We love the infinite time and space that digital allows for information, inspiration, and interaction. But most of all, we love Frisco, Texas. And here's who we're not. We are not a magazine. We do not contribute to your recycle bin. We are a digital-only multimedia technology platform sharing stories through writing, audio, and video. We are not slow. Being digital means that we can respond quickly to information and events in the community and from our clients. 
We are not defined by time. Once it's online, it's online forever. Nor space. We have no restrictions on the length or the size of the content we produce. We are not faults. Our integrity, ingenuity, and trust that we've built since launching in 2013 protects our people and our clients. We are not news. Lifestyle Frisco is lifestyle content. We bring you the information that tells the story of life in Frisco, but our business is not about chasing breaking news, hard journalism, or critiques. We do not bash. We are not afraid to speak up, but if we don't have something nice to say, we won't say anything at all. We are not quitters. We promise to be here, discovering and disclosing the growth, prosperity, humanity, joys, and sorrows of everyday life in Frisco for years to come. And we're not interested in hiring or doing business with just anyone. We're looking for those who believe that telling the story of Frisco through its people, places, and events is serving our community and is good for business when we tell those stories with love, passion, pride, humility. If these ideas resonate with you and you want to join us on our journey as an employee, a contributor, a client, or a fan, here we are. Beyond the story, Lifestyle Frisco is a technology platform designed to bring you the information you want when and where you want it, whether it's your handheld device, tablet, laptop, Amazon Echo, Google Home, connected car, augmented reality, or whenever or whatever comes next. Because communication isn't just about speaking, it's also about listening. And we're on a mission to become the brand that defines life in Frisco, not as we see it, but as you do. Oh my gosh. I know. That's so good. So good. So that is something. Powerful. Well, that whole page, honestly, is also an inspiration from Calvin Carter. I will give him another plug. When I had to interview for the marketing job at Bottle Rocket, um, before I could even have a phone interview, I had to read a page that read very similar to that about who Bottle Rocket was and their belief in Apple and their belief in digital and their belief in mobile and how a lot of that, I have to say, Calvin probably recognizes some of that language if he's listening. Um, you know, he talked about the fact that this device is a time transporter. It you is. are taken to another time or it saves you time or it changes time. Like that, those whole concepts are things that I hadn't even thought about before yeah. of what the power of digital has. Mm-hmm. So when it came time for us to write our Hawaii page, that was, I mean, it was, it was expressly, creating, taking a stand on who we are. Yeah. And so same thing with us today. If, if I'm going to bring on a new writer, so, oh, to finish the Calvin story. So I had to read a page and then sign. I agree. Like it was a, it was a mission statement. It was a mantra. This is who Bottle Rocket is. And before I could even interview, I had to agree with, um, with these kinds of tenants. And so I do that now when we bring on new writers or new employees, um, I make sure and point it out to um, prospects before I sit down and have a meeting with them. Mm-hmm. I say, you know, please read our why page so that you can understand who we are. This yeah. is how we're going to deliver for you. And, you know, if you're if that's not up your alley, then we don't even need to bother having a meeting. Does, yeah. Do you get turned down rarely? Um, or, I mean, often. No. It seems to me like... Who's not going to say, yeah, no. well, yes. there's, you'd be surprised. I mean, we're talking small business owners. Sometimes it's they're a cost not. Thing. It's not, but I don't think it's a belief system thing. Do you? It's no. More of a, uh, well, it's, it's a lack of education thing. Mm. I mean, especially if, you know, 
if you've got an older business owner who is still struggling with the whole phone thing, and oh, right. you know, they're not digital natives. I we mean, send mailings. We're good. <laughs> Right. Oh I, I I get that. I yeah, mean, I get wow. that sometimes. Still. You know, yeah. We no, we put coupons in the in the Val Pack thing, and that's where all my money went. Does anybody even open those anymore? I don't. So. <laughs> I used to ten years ago. I used to, but I, only I don't used to open anymore. them for the Spring yeah. Creek barbecue coupons. But <laughs> honestly, I'm not even sure if I. I don't even know. I what don't even mail. open them anymore, though. Yeah, I don't know what mail I get anymore because my husband checks the mailbox. Yeah, if it doesn't, if it's not something specific for me, it goes in the trash before I even get yeah. home. Yeah, so. For those of you who are still using print yeah. advertising, it does not work. <laughs> Wendy McGowan Ellis did not say, say that. that. <laughs> no, but this, Kimberly Shapiro all did. These opinions are explicit to the, to the creators of the show. Yeah. Anyway, so... Um, I'm trying to think of something because, again, we segued back to business. I mean, this is the story of my life. I mean, every day ask me about me and somehow it turns into a story about You're like, I'm really good at deflecting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of something else. I mean, that's it. We're actually at a a little bit over an hour, so I think we're good. But I do want you, I know we've said it a few times throughout the episode, but I want you to give us the, the how to find you. Oh, sure. Sure. Absolutely. So, um, you can find me at my email address, Wendy, W E N D I at lifestylefrisco.com. Um, let's see, how else can you find me? Um, Instagram, me personally is Wendistry, W E N D I S T R Y. Um, obviously lifestyle Frisco is that everywhere on Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, Twitter is LS Frisco, but everything else is the full lifestyle Frisco. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash in slash Wendy R W McGowan before I got second marriage. Um, that's pretty much, I mean, that's where you can find me online. I'm excited. I, I'm really excited to start checking you guys out. I didn't even know about it, honestly. Um, so this is, and I just looked up the website. It is yeah. so awesome. Oh, thank you. I love it. I'm going to start you. using it. Thank you. Well, yeah, please subscribe. Sure. We send did. out two emails, um, one on Monday called This Week in Frisco, and it is literally a listicle of Monday through Sunday, everything, single thing that's going on in Frisco, Texas. I love it. Oh my that's, gosh, that's the coolest awesome. thing. Yeah. So we do that. And then on Friday, we push out something called the Five for Friday, and it's who to know, where to go, what to do, a featured business, and a featured nonprofit. That's so, so fun. awesome. And I wish that we weren't over because I'd really like to talk about our nonprofit initiative that we launched. We would love to year. hear it. Go oh, okay. For it. Awesome. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. So in June of last year, or no, yes, June of 2018, um, we launched an initiative with the mayor, uh, Jeff Cheney, um, called Give for Frisco. So essentially, if you go to giveforfrisco.com, what you'll see there is a page of all the logos of the 60 plus, I think we're at 62, 62 nonprofits that are either based in Frisco or serve the Frisco community. Okay. And what we've done is given all of them our core um, first line product that we sell to businesses, which is something we call a business page. Mm -hmm. So the nonprofit gets a full page on our site with their logo, their address, their URL, their Facebook handle, you know, all of those links are there, their phone number, their hours, their Google map to their office. 
Um, and then information about who they are and then also some pictures or if they have video, there's video, there's a little video clip on there about them. But in the top right is the power of the page, really. Um, we always link the first button to donate. The second button is volunteer. And then the third one, if they've got a gala coming up, then it's how to get tickets to the gala or the golf tournament or, you know, their, whatever the shop, is. their store or whatever. Yeah. But all of those buttons link directly to their site. Yeah. So we aren't touching any money. We're not touching... You're driving traffic We're to driving traffic. That's what we figured out. So from the very beginning of founding Lifestyle Frisco, Scott and I have always tried to figure out what is the thing that we can do to give to these nonprofits or support nonprofits that's completely unique to us? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so last year in June, it just kind of all came together of recognizing that our best gift to these nonprofits is our audience mm-hmm. and their exposure to our audience. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So, you guys, have you like worked with or met with anybody from SVP, Social Venture Partners? Because they're looking to get into Collin County. I would love to have and a I would with them. Lo- I would love to make introduction i actually know tony fleo he's the ceo of svp okay um and i would i would totally make that intro because they're looking they've done extensive work in dallas right as Mm -hmm. social venture oh yeah i know who they are yeah and uh i actually went to a lunch last summer where they uh at pizza hut park where Mm -hmm. they were presenting to a lot of uh, nonprofits in collin county so i would love to i would totally make an introduction there thank you that would be amazing for sure so um the culmination of all of this is uh this thursday um the mayor proclaimed thursday valentine's day as give for frisco day Mm. and so uh, what that meant was everybody go to give for frisco.com Pick your charity of choice, and we've got um, categories. There's a category drop-down menu where you can decide what's your passion. Is it animals? Is it arts? Is it veterans? Mm -hmm. Is it, you you know, education? So you can pick your category of of nonprofit and then decide which one you want to give to. And our whole drive on Thursday was to just give $14. Give $14 on Valentine's Day to these nonprofits. We're in the process of figuring out, like getting the numbers back on Mm -hmm. how much impact we made. But we had so many, I had so many texts and emails and Facebook tags of, oh my gosh, thank you. People are giving, people are giving the $14. Oh, I, love I mean, it's just kind of, you know, every little bit helps. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and for us, and honestly, that's lunch. Exactly. It's, it's yeah. less than lunch. Right. I mean, it's Starbucks and a muffin and right. you're, I mean, come on. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, I tried to give a, his, funny push you know you can give 14 but you can also give 140 or 1400 you know so we weren't limiting i mean come on guys this is frisco but yeah exactly (laughs) so um so i know we had an impact there um you know next year they'll this was our first year to do it yeah um and the mayor just announced it like literally on wednesday the 13th at his luncheon that he has quarterly so it was there wasn't a lot of time to let people know that it was happening but next year we're gonna like have a full month gear up so get ready to this it's our answer to north texas giving day like Mm -hmm. a lot of people down in dallas know about north texas giving day and up here in frisco they're just yeah. You know, very few of the nonprofits participate in that. Yeah. Um, you know, some of them do, but um, it was amazing to be able to support these 62 
nonprofits yeah, in that absolutely. way. That is very cool. It'll be yeah. exciting to see how much was generated. Yeah, it will be. Yeah. It will be. Very so, cool. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm yes. glad we took some time to hear about thank that. You. Everybody needs to hear that. Thank yeah. you so much for coming oh, on. Absolutely. Gosh, thank you for yes. having me. And this showing up so fabulous. So <laughs> I fabulous. know. I look homeless, everybody. And she looks so do like I. super fab. But <laughs> it is what it is. But it's okay. Whatever. It's okay. okay. We like <laughs> our guests to look better than us anyway. Yeah. I mean, it makes them feel great. Everybody yeah. knows what we look like. Yeah. So um, April, plug us. So we are at www.biggirlpantspod.com. Um, our most active social media would be uh, first Facebook uh, at Big Girl Pants Podcast, Instagram at Big Girl Pants P-O-D, um, and then on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. Big Girl Pants Podcast as well. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Thank awesome. you so much. Please um, subscribe if you... And review um, us. Review, 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 review. Tell, we us, need tell some us what reviews. you want to hear. Yes. Yes. Tell yes. us what you want. We want to know. Kind of, We want some feedback. We'd like to know if we're doing things great or what we could do better. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're anxious to get some of that. So thanks so much for being here. Absolutely. It was super fun. Yeah. Thank you. Until next time. Okay, bye. Bye.